Welcome to the Member Engagement Show with Higher Logic, the podcast for association professionals looking to boost retention, gain new members, and deepen member involvement. Throughout our show, we'll bring on some experts, talk shop about engagement, and you'll walk away with strategies proven to transform your organization. I'm Heather McNair. I'm Alex Mastriani, and we're happy you're here. Welcome back to the Member Engagement Show. This week, I'm excited to share a session from our annual Superforum conference. Tirza Austin, Senior Coordinator of Online Community at the American Society of Civil Engineers, did an amazing session on virtual mentoring and how to leverage your online community to provide more member value. I know this is a really big focus for organizations as they look to drive engagement with younger members, maybe get longtime members involved in sharing their own expertise, and bring more member programs into your communities. It's another great way to make them stickier. So listen in as Tears assures how ASCE is rethinking the mentoring experience, using different community resources, and even automating the program to make her life easier. As always, let us know what you think about this episode over on Hug or on the LinkedIn post for this episode. So I'll go ahead and get started. Uh, my name is Tirza Austin. I'm the manager of online community for the American Society of Civil Engineers. Um, today I'll be talking about virtual mentoring, uh, how to leverage your online community to provide member value. A little bit about our organization is we are a nonprofit um, engineering society. We have around 150,000 uh, members in 177 countries. So fairly large organization. Um, we've got nine different institutes that run um, autonomously and they usually will do at least one or two in-person events a year. So we put on 20 plus conferences a year. So really a very large organization. Um, we've got around 250 staff people. So, but I am the, the one who's solely responsible for uh, our online community and I work within our communications department. Um, so today, today we're in a crazy, crazy place, right? Um, we've really had to do a community um, pivot and, and many in-person uh, communities have. You know, it's, it's really a, a crazy, crazy world uh, that, that we're living in at this, at this moment. So with that, you know, COVID-19 hit, what was it, March 16th, and there was a lot of hesitancy from our staff about what are we going to do now? How are we going to engage our members? We were an organization that really did a whole lot of in-person events. So how do we pivot? What do we do? How do we move to virtual? Well, the good news is we were already doing it right? We, we already have an online community. There's already a place for our members to connect. Um, so really, it was working with staff and working with members and saying, we already have this virtual place for you to connect and really trying to embrace and move things to our online community, right? Um, so... This right here is something called Thursdays at three, these pictures. So what we did is we ended up starting weekly virtual roundtables um, where we really wanted to support community members. And the thought here was really to support people professionally, but really to provide emotional support during a very difficult time. Um, so that's something that we were able to do. Um, so again, we've been here for members all along. This is an example of a resume workshop that we put together. And this actually was taking place uh, the same week that the COVID-19 shutdown happened. You know, um, 
watching the news and they're announcing that schools are shut down until June. And I'm like, what is going on? And at the same time, trying to manage this, um, this resume workshop. So it was really a very, very interesting time to be um, working within online communities uh, in March. So with that being said, in addition to our online community that already existed, AAC Mentor Match is something that we launched in January of 2019. Uh, our objectives were to improve member value and increase student and younger member retention. Um, so again, we wanted to use a virtual mentoring platform, and this is something that we put up. So when COVID happened and, you know, there's all the buzz, uh, as many professional organizations are, they very much care about mentoring and how important it is. Um, you know, how, how do we support mentoring programs in COVID? How do, how do we, we train and, and nurture relationships with the younger engineers? How do we improve engagement? Like these are all questions that people were asking. How do we do this with COVID? And the answer was, we already have an online mentoring platform established for you to use. So um, really it's, it's, it's great that we really were ahead of the curve. The world was moving in a virtual space anyways, right? Um, and COVID just kind of tipped the scales to say, we need, as an association, we need to be digital. We need to be virtual. This is where we need to be successful. Your digital footprint is successful um, and you need to provide ways for members to connect virtually. So we were already doing this. So we were able to really take advantage um, and you hate to say that, right? But to really take advantage of the pandemic and and really be able to pivot and be able to provide a better digital experience for our members. So that's really um, something we were able to do. So um, with that being said, I want to talk a little bit about our virtual mentoring platform and how that's set up and kind of the story um, and basically how virtual mentoring can really impact your organization. Um, so that's something the focus of what I want to um, talk about today in the context of um, a global pandemic. So as far as past results, we'd previously set up uh, a, mentor, a virtual mentoring platform on the Nailer platform. Um, if anyone's familiar, they do um, like a virtual job board um, and they did have a mentoring section as part of that, that we were, we were using that uh, previously. And one of our committees actually was running that program. Um, these are, you know, some of the numbers from the past years, um, you know, from 2009 to, to 2014, this is kind of the participation, um, which I mean, that's not terrible, right? But the really terrible um, numbers is you'll look at numbers of engagements in, pro in progress. And this was kind of the participation level as actual, um, actual mentoring. So the committee decided because there wasn't a whole lot of results um, within that mentoring program, they decided to sunset it. So come uh, 2019, our board of direction decided that we were to have nine new member benefits that we needed to launch, right? And one of them um, was mentoring and we decided to use the HireLogic platform. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about online dating, right? <laughs> this, this was the model um, in how we really sought to rethink mentoring. Um, and I know it sounds crazy. It sounds funny. Um, but we got together a focus group. Our, we, our community had multiple discussions on mentoring previously, like our, our online community. So people had to, you know, what are best practices for mentoring? What are they like? So you have a conversation already going on. 
the individuals that were participating in that conversation, I asked them to be part of a focus group to really think through and work out what our MentTrain program was going to look like. And we had some younger members on that call, but there were a lot of more senior members because MentTrain tends to be something that older members get excited about. They have this idea of MentTrain and it's this... Uh, you know, glass tower or, you know, it, it, it's up here, right? Like this is the experience they want. They see a mentoring relationship that starts and it's 20 years long down the road and you're meeting for coffee once a week. And that that's what, that's what they see in a mentoring relationship. And they have these ideas, right? And the committee that run this previously, that was the idea that they had. Within our program, and I did a lot of research, both from other organizations and then within our local sections and branches uh, and chapters that, that ran their own mentoring program. So I looked at what those places were doing successfully and what other associations were doing successfully. What I found is that mentoring programs are really hard to pull off. They take a lot of work and there's not a lot of ROI. It's, it's, it's very difficult to get people connected and engaged. So really, (laughs) my goal was to rethink how we think about mentoring as an organization. And when I sat down with that focus group, one of the gentlemen looked at me and he said, I just don't know about this, you know, e-dating type mentoring program. I just, you can't do it. It can't be successful. And... I, it struck me and I was like, you know what? No, this is, this is actually where we're going to go with this. (laughs) And maybe I'm crazy, (laughs) but this was kind of the goal. And, And really, if you think through it, here's, you know, as someone that's 32 years old, I am, you know, definitely of the younger side of leadership within our organization. However, I am not nearly the same segment as your membership that's in that zero to five retention rate. And so even though I'm young and I'm used to, you know, thinking about things in an online dating type perspective, guess what the people that are 10 years younger than me, how they're thinking about interacting virtually. It's significantly different. So really this is how... This is how your your younger members, this is how your students, this is how they expect to engage with people. They don't want to sign up for a program where you agree to meet with someone once a week and you're locked into a year-long relationship. That's scary. (laughs) It's very, very scary. I don't want that type of commitment in my life at all on any level. What I want is I want to be able to view different people's profiles. I want to pick which one I think is right. Then maybe I want to I want to send them a message. I want it to be, you know, I don't want to meet with them until I know what's going on here first. Like, I, I want you to message me first. We have a little chat. Then maybe we decide to meet in person, right? And then once we decide to meet in person, like, I want you to buy me a drink first. Like, that's that's where we're going to start. Like, we're not we're not moving in together right away. Right. Like that's, that's, that's the relationship and that's kind of where that goes. So that's really how I saw the program working uh, in a virtual space. 
So the importance of touch points. So it's it's hard um, as a community manager to engage with members on a one-on-one -on -one level, right? I can't assign people to specific, you know, with the, that assignment process can't happen when you're a team of one as a community manager. So what we ended up doing was using touch points. So we did use uh, automation for recruitment. So if you post three times in our community, you get an email asking you to be a mentor. So we knew recruiting mentors was going to be one of the hardest things. And we wanted to get people that were already in using our online platform to do that. So we used automation to do that. The next automation rule listed here is has enrolled as a mentee. So if you've enrolled as a mentee, have you searched for mentors? So they get an email. So these are all examples of things that they do on the platform. The next level of participation that we want from them, we've automated to send emails. The other thing that I will mention is so important when you set up automation rules is the return address. The return address should not be, you know, connected community, do not send blah, blah, blah. It needs to be your personal email address because people respond back to some of these um, automation rules and they say, because it, it they're designed to look like personal emails, right? So someone's going to respond back with a personal email. Hey, I'm having trouble finding a mentor or, hey, uh, I met with my mentee and he asked me for a laptop. He wanted me to buy, me, buy him a laptop. Like those, those are conversations that, that really you need to be having with your mentors and mentees within the program. And honestly, just within your community, you need to make it easy for them to find you. So really, um, and I all, to be honest, I always respond back personally once I get one of those, um, just to show that, you know, I, it, like, I am a person, I'm here to support you. Um, that's important. Like automation tends to be cold. I want to add that personal touch um, within our mentoring program and with our community. At the same time, balancing, I'm one person and I can only do so much. So I think there is a very fine line there for, for how you automate and, and what you do that way. But mentoring programs, touch points are very important. Um, this is just an example of what we do. Virtual meetup. So um, the one thing that I found with successful programs across our organization was that they do that, that they do in I should say in-person meetings, but they do some type of networking event quarterly. And so that's something that I wanted to do. However, you know, we were promoting this as a global virtual uh, mentoring experience, right? So like, how do you do that? What I ended up doing is I ended up scheduling these calls where I would ask a mentor and a mentee to both lead a conversation where they'd share, you know, three successes, three challenges, and then invite the participants on the call to really collaborate and talk about what works for them mentor for in their mentoring relationships, right? Like, or maybe they have a question about working with their mentee, whatever, whatever that is, we wanted to have a space for them to, to collaborate and get together and network. Um, we ended up using the higher, higher logic registration system, um, which is pretty easy and that allows you to um, email back and forth uh, with the participants. Um, it also allows you to set up this pretty looking event page right here. So I can put, you know, the bios of the speakers and whatnot. So that's great. Um, we did the phone, we've done the phone calls in Microsoft Teams. So again, that's something that we use already as an organization. So I was able to leverage uh, Microsoft Teams. Uh, it really has been a time to connect members globally. We'll have members from Iraq, 
We'll have members from, um, you know, Hawaii. We'll have, like, we've had members from all over the world join this call. And there'll be people that have said, you know, it's two o'clock in the morning here. Um, it's, it's so awesome to be able to have that participation, right? Like it's a more inclusive world and we're a more inclusive organization because you don't have to spend $600 for a plane ticket in a hotel room to meet other members. You can do it for free. And it really kind of, it breaks down a socioeconomic element of your membership and who's involved in your organization. I think a lot of times, you know, the most involved members are those that, you know, are 10, 15 years in and, you know, they have money to travel to these events, right? Like, or their company's willing to pay for it. If you're an entry level, um, and in our case, engineers, like maybe you're not, maybe your boss isn't sending you to a conference. Um, and you don't have the opportunity to network in the same way, but these virtual events really allow you to do that. So this is something we were doing um, since January of 2019, right? And this was the same framework that we ended up using when we created the Thursdays at three virtual roundtables. So that was just helpful to pivot, but we've really found usually we'll have 20 to 30 people that participate in this call. And really what it does is it's another touch point for mentors and mentees to say, oh yeah, mentoring, like, let me, let me check in with my mentor. So, you know, that's something that's really helpful. Expectations. This is one of the biggest things um, that we've seen as far as mentors and mentees. People connect a lot of times and maybe they'll have one. We, we ask them to do a discovery call, if you will, to discuss their expectations. Um, we find that mentors and mentees that have clear expectations have successful relationships. If you don't have those expectations set, like, oh, maybe I'll email every once in a while, that is not successful. And then mentors and mentees tend to be unclear about, you know, the expectations, how often they're meeting um, and whatnot. So we provide a sample partnership policy um, that's on our website. And we actually have a way for you to submit it electronically if you wanted to. Um, but basically it discusses how many hours are you going to meet? How many times a month? Who will initiate the meeting? Agree to meet until the date or goal is accomplished, which I think that's really important is either, you know, a lot of our relationships are, are date-based or goal-based, but we we really want mentoring partners to be working towards a goal. That's, that's so important. So these last three things, agenda, summary, um, how many days will be provided, that comes from a more rigid idea of mentoring that, again, we've we're kind of trying to break down with this here, um, but we still included it if that was something that 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 pair thought was helpful is providing an agenda, providing a summary. Some of our partnerships don't operate that way. Some of them, you know, text message their mentors back and forth. Like there's really, it, it really just depends, but it's just important to have the expectations set. So I don't care, I don't care what you decide on. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to report it back to me, but it's more about accountability from the partners pair the part partnerships mindset we find and we do have a large amount of mentees in our program that um, are not formally in a mentoring relationship um, and again sometimes when I get that response back from them they're like oh I enrolled and I got busy and whatever but again <laughs> to use that online dating mindset you know I think mentoring is a good idea I might create a profile I might look at you know some other profiles you know I'm going to scroll. Oh, that might be nice. But like, really, at the end of the day, like, do I want to take my pajamas off and, you know, put on some heels and go out to dinner? Like, 
probably not. Like it takes too much work. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, that's really, people think mentoring is a great idea, but really it takes a lot of work and commitment on your part that a lot of times mm-hmm. people aren't willing to, to do just, just like online dating. So anyway, so, so we do see a lot of that. And a lot of times if we send that email a week out and that's the response, like, Hey, thought it was a good idea. Maybe I'll participate later. I don't know. Like I'm actually not looking for a mentor right now. That's completely fine too. Um, but that kind of goes into the next part of this is resources. We do have both topical resources and mentoring resources. So we have a webinar that someone put together. We have an email template that actually is a sample email template of how you would contact a mentor. So basically it's like a, you know, plug-in, like I so-and-so am interested in mentoring because, and it's literally just have like lines for them to like fill in the blanks for when they email their mentors. Um, if anyone works in civil engineering, um, well, I'm a civil engineering organization, but anyone that works in an engineering organization, they're engineers because they don't like to write, right? So, so <laughs> communication can be a challenge and we try to support them to the best way as possible. So that email template, I think is super helpful. We have a sample meeting agenda that helps um, mentees fill that out if that's something that they wanna be providing. We have a brochure on building a relationship that I developed in a PDF format. Um, again, like I said, we have formal expectations that we have posted on the website. We also have talking points for when they schedule a discovery call. We have a PowerPoint on using the platform and then information on ending a relationship. So that can be a little bit difficult as far as like saying goodbye. So um, I put uh, together a document on, on the best way to do that too. And then in addition to that, we also have topical resources. So we have a student and younger member online portal that we developed uh, at the very same time that we were developing our mentoring program. And really the goal was to, to, to design that portal for student and younger members to really be an asset and resource for the mentoring program. So it goes both ways. And that portal itself also has a discussion forum for students and younger members. So really the integration here between that online community and mentoring really kind of um, there was a lot of integration between the things and the work that we were doing. So some, a lot of these topics, the topical resources were essentially curated content pages that we had developed for this student and younger member portal. But I was, I was developing content that way based on the mentoring topics that we had that we had decided would be good for our program. So when you enroll as a mentee, you select things that you're interested in. So Maybe I'm interested in, you know, looking for a job. Maybe it's preparing for professional licensure. Um, maybe it's uh, writing a resume. So there are all these goals that, that you can work through. And that's, that's, that's how that worked. So again, with that, sharing topic-related content was really important. So with these Thursdays at 3 that we developed, or even with some blogs, or with these content, um, curated content type pieces based on topic, um, some of those resources, what I will do is I will go through periodically and I will pull a list of all the mentees in the program um, that have enrolled in certain topics and I'll send them an email and I'll say, hey, we are committed as an organization to support you in your career related goals. We want to provide you the best content available and helping you achieve your goals. Um, because of that, I thought you'd be interested in this virtual roundtable or in this topic page. So 
that those are ways that to, again, kind of connect the dots uh, within the content that you're creating and then your mentoring program. So even though they may not be actively participating in a mentoring relationship, they're still benefiting from the content that the community is creating. Um, so I think that's helpful. The program is very much about perceived value. So after the first six months, um, the MentorBack homepage had 4,500 4, page views. So we really saw emails from members and non-members. And funny enough, one of which was an NFL quarterback that wanted to get into civil engineering. <laughs> I won't tell you who that was, but we were able um, to connect him uh, to someone in the program. But that was kind of, it was funny. It was the first month of the program and we had an NFL quarterback find us um, just because he was interested in civil engineering. Um, so the microsite itself um, currently has 66,000 page views total. So again, it's one of those things that I'll share how many people actually participate, but it's more a program that people know that it's there for them if they need it, if they want to get involved and participate. So it's definitely more about the perceived value um, a as a whole. We did do a survey. It's funny, very small percentage of people said that they wouldn't recommend it, but a lot of people said they're not sure, which really just means they probably haven't used the platform. Um, then again, only 3% said that they would plan on participating in the future. Again, the 22% probably never really participated. As far as KPIs go, um, you know, at this point, over a thousand members have enrolled since the program launched. Uh, in September, we had 226 um, people with active mentor profiles, um, 668 active mentee profiles, um, and then 165 active relationships, which really that's, um, that's huge. That's the number that, that we want. And a, and a lot of this too, as far as the reporting goes within the mentor match module, is not ideal. Um, some people can connect um, necessarily uh, just through the platform and not actually, you know, request someone formally in a mentoring relationship. So this is kind of, it's a metric, but really there could be a lot more relationships that have been formed that no one's actually gone through the formal process. So it's kind of like take it with a grain of salt. Um, and then also in September 49, uh, completed relationships. So again, huge, huge, well, I shouldn't say huge because it really doesn't seem like a whole lot of numbers, but um, really considering the amount of participation that mentoring programs typically get, this is pretty decent, um, especially virtually. Testimonials. So I'll read these off. This relationship has changed my idea of what mentorship has to look like and become an invaluable tool in my career development toolbox. Um, and then lastly, my mentoring relationship has been great. I'm glad that I have a member or mentor who is helping me shape the future. So I hear from mentors, I hear from mentees, um, you know, through those automation rules uh, on a weekly, weekly basis, right? And the impact has been huge. People finding jobs, um, people connect, connecting across the country. We had one individual that joined our organization just to participate and it, it took him a year to find a job, right? But his mentor was in the trenches with him and I would get updates about different job interviews that he went on. And finally he ended up landing that job <laughs> but the next step was not only finding a job, he wanted help finding a girlfriend. So they have not been successful in the girlfriend aspect, but they felt found um, 
<laughs> find a job. But anyways, it's it's been great. And I think um, I shared within the Superform community yesterday that it's really great to see things that the community does that impact people's lives. And that's what we should be doing as uh, community professionals is really working to impact people's professional and also personal well-being like that's that's the job that we have and that's what we do on a daily basis and it's really fun and exciting to make that kind of impact on people's lives so uh, with that being said feel free to connect with me at any point love to talk to you more